Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Football CU Podcast. This is Andrew with you here. Today we're going to preview um, the Week 7 slate. Can't believe it's already Week 7. That's crazy. And we're also going to talk about that Jaguar Saints game on Thursday night. It was actually kind of competitive and entertaining. But before we get to any of that, as we always have to do, we need to start off with the Word of God. It's the most important thing we can do. And today, we're going to go over and read Romans chapter 12, verse 12. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. I love that verse. We're going to get to the prayer part at the end of this podcast today because I think it's very important. Um, But first, let's get to that Jaguars and Saints game. It was a really competitive game. The Jaguars went to a big lead and the Saints started to storm back on them. But um, what we're going to look at for the Jaguars is where is Calvin Ridley? He has just disappeared the past few weeks. Um, And I heard someone... Actually, I read someone say something on social media, something about Calvin Ridley has kind of disappeared ever since Zay Jones has missed the games. And if that is important, because when Zay Jones was in, Calvin Ridley actually had some good games. But since he's been out, it's been all Christian Kirk. It's hard to say which way that truly is. Christian Kirk is just really good. So it makes sense that he's getting a lot of looks, a lot of love. But I don't know where Ridley's at. It's it's very concerning, honestly. And for the Saints, I mean, is Alvin Kamara a running back or a receiver? Because he got 14 targets and 12 receptions. He didn't do a whole lot with his catches and his rushes out of the backfield. He didn't get a whole lot of yards. But with 12 catches and PPR, that's fantastic. If you have Kamara, you are feeling very good right now. But with the other players on the Saints... I don't know. Chris Olave has kind of been hit and miss. He hasn't really been there yet. I just think that there's just a disconnect between the receivers and Derek Carr. I don't know why. I mean, there's six, seven games into this, and they still can't really get it right. I don't know what the problem is, but something's going on there, and hopefully they can get that worked out. Because if they can't, then Chris Olave might be kind of a slight bust where you drafted him i mean he's still a good player you still need to start him don't get me wrong but we drafted him as a wide receiver one wide receiver two at worst and right now he's more of a wide receiver two flex play and it's kind of concerning but okay now let's get to the um, sunday slate first game we have is the game of backup quarterbacks the raiders and the bears for the raiders the storyline I'm looking at here is Devontae Adams. He has not been getting a lot of touches, a lot of targets here lately. And he recently said something, um, either to a reporter or on social media, I'm not sure which one it was, but he was saying something along the lines of that he really values winning over everything else. And he believes in order for them to truly win, He needs to get more looks. He needs to get more catches, more targets, which is very true. He's absolutely right. So I think that they're going to work on that. I think he's going to get a lot more love, a lot more looks. The only problem is there's their backup quarterback this week. So I don't know how good 
those targets are going to be, but I think they're going to feed him early and often. So if he is available in your league and someone, well, I should say if someone has them, has them on their team and they're a little bit concerned and they're saying, yeah, I'll, I'll trade him, I'll, t- I'll take pennies on the dollar for him, I would trade for him right now because I think he's about to explode. Maybe not this week with their backup, but very soon he's about to go off. And if you can trade for him, I would do that. I've sent a lot of trade offers myself. Everyone's declined it, unfortunately, but maybe you'll have better luck. And then for the Bears, with their backup quarterback, I don't know how good this team's going to be. Um, but what I'm looking at, honestly, other than not necessarily the receivers or quarterback, I'm looking at their backfield. Because Khalil Herbert is on IR. Um, Roshan Johnson is still is dealing with that concussion. I hope he's okay because he's not going to miss two games from one concussion. That's kind of concerning. But with that, they only have a couple options. They have Dante Foreman, and then Travis Homer should be back. He should be healthy. He'll be their third down pass catcher. Um, I kind of think he might be someone to look at because with a backup quarterback, a lot of times they like to do something safe. They like to target the tight end or their running back out of the backfield. And also, they're number one guy, so DJ Moore will get a lot of, lot of looks. But I'm kind of interested to see what Travis Homer does and how long Justin Fields is going to be out. Next game we have is the Browns against the Colts. This is going to be probably kind of a lower-scoring game just because of the Browns' defense. And for the Browns, what I'm looking at here is kind of their backfield as well because Jerome Ford came in when Nick Chubb got hurt. He was supposed to be the guy. We all went crazy in the waiver wire whenever Chubb got hurt and tried our best to get Jerome Ford. He has paid off somewhat. Not been great, but been pretty good. But now Kareem Hunt been signed and he has been looking pretty decent, honestly. Better than expected. And he's starting to get a little bit more run, and it's kind of concerning. But if you're a Jerome Ford manager, I wouldn't panic. He's going to be fine, especially in this game. I think this could be a big game for the run game for the Browns. So I think Jerome Ford can get on track. And Kareem Hunt, you could start him in your flex, honestly, because I think the Browns should be able to handle this game fairly well, mainly with their defense. So I think they're going to run the ball a lot, especially with... Looks like Deshaun Watson's probably going to play, but I don't think he's 100%, so they don't want to push him too much. So I think they're going to rely on their running backs a lot. And then for the Colts, that's kind of a similar thing. How is their running backs going to look? Because I don't know how this offense is going to be, period. I don't think they're going to be able to move the ball all that great against this stout Browns defense. But how is the split going to be between... Taylor and Moss out of the backfield. It's been, so Taylor's been back two weeks now. The first week, it was mostly Zach Moss. Taylor got, I think, maybe 25, 30% of the looks in that first game, which is expected. Last week, it was about a 50-50 split. They're starting to ramp him up more. I think this week, it's going to be probably 60, 65 of Jonathan Taylor. I think it's going to start to look his way. I don't expect it to look really good this week. This is a tough matchup. They're not going to be able to do much. But I think Jonathan Taylor is going to start to creep up and be the guy. Zach Moss is not going to go away. He's awesome. He's played so well. So he's going to get some love out of this backfield going forward. But it's going to be the Jonathan Taylor show. Probably like 
a 65-35 split. So if you have Jonathan Taylor, you should feel not necessarily okay this week, but going forward, you should feel confident that you have an RB1 going forward. And if you have Zach Moss, don't get rid of him. Jonathan Taylor's been hurt in the past, and Zach Moss is still going to have a role. He might, might be more of a flex play going forward because with Anthony Richardson going out, they're kind of running the ball more with Gardner Minshew. So both those running backs are are viable going week to week. Next game, we have the Bills at the Patriots. And for the Bills, what I'm looking at here, I think I've said this pretty much every week and nothing's changed. Who is their number two target, wide receiver or tight end? Because Dix gets all the love, which he deserves. He's awesome. But who is going to step up be number two? Gabe Davis, as always, has been kind of hit and miss. And then Dalton Kincaid, I kind of thought he was going to be the guy, but he hasn't really panned out just yet. He's been hurt, had a concussion, I believe. And he hasn't really been on the field as much as I would have wanted. So who's it going to be? Is it going to be someone we don't know? Is it going to be Dawson Knox? I still have faith in Kincaid, but you can't start him until you see it. But for now, it looks like it's just Safon Diggs as far as a pass catcher goes. And if you're feeling lucky, you can start Gabe Davis, but he gets maybe three or four targets a game. They're deep shots, so sometimes they pay out. But if they're incomplete, he'll get one catch, 20 yards, and that's his full game. So congratulations on three points. But if that's a touchdown, then that's about 10 points. So, you know, it's it's kind of where you're at there. And for the Patriots, this offense is in shambles, man. Kendrick Bourne looks pretty good. If you have him, you should feel okay starting him because they're going to have to throw the ball a lot to keep up with the Bills. And with their running backs, Zeke's looked too good. He's looked much better than expected, and it's difficult for fantasy because Ramondre Stevenson is not getting as many touches, and he hasn't looked great. He looked better last week, but this week he's going to look bad again. But I think the Patriots' schedule is going to lighten up a little bit. Not great because they're in a really tough division, but I think Stevenson is going to get back going very soon. Not this week, but soon enough. Um, you might not be able to start him this week unless you don't have any other options, which I'd understand where you drafted him. So if you have to start him, that's okay. He'll get some goal line work if they get there. He'll get something out of the backfield a little bit in the past game, but I would kind of damper expectations against this really good Bills defense. The next NFC East battle, Commanders at Giants. For the Commanders, their offense is it's been interesting this year. It's been kind of hit and miss. Some weeks they looked great. Some weeks they looked awful. Some weeks they've targeted random players, like against the Bears. It was some random guys. Curtis Samuel got a lot of look, and then like their third or fourth string receivers got a lot of touches. And then last week they made sure to target Terry McLaurin. But what I'm looking at is where has Jahan Dotson gone? Their first-round pick last year who was – looking really good until he, I think, got hurt last year, and um, he's supposed to just be a breakout candidate this year, and he's been missing in action, MIA. I don't know what to think about that. I drafted him in a few leagues because I thought he was going to be a potential sleeper, but it just hasn't panned out yet. This week could be a good week to get off the snide, so to speak. 
The Giants' defense is average. It's played good. It's played bad. But it's nothing that scares you. So I don't know. I You can't start him yet, but I'm looking at Jahan Dotson. Are you going to start playing? Are you going to start getting some, some targets? Because right now, it's not happening. And also, Brian Robertson Jr. looks like a Looks like a value draft pick so far this year. Looks like almost a steal because he is the guy. Antonio Gibson is not anywhere to be seen, mostly. And Brian Robinson Jr. is getting targets out of the backfield quite often as well. So I picked him up in a lot of leagues in the draft. I'm happy about that. He's looking like their true number one, a solid RB2 option for you. And for the Giants, I think, again, I'm looking at this every week. Who's going to step up as a pass catcher? Darren Waller's been solid, not great, but solid. And, I mean, who's who's it going to be? Wondell Robinson could be the guy. That's kind of who I think will be the main guy going for it. It's their first-round draft pick, or second round. It might have been second round last year. And he got hurt early, and I think it was a bad like knee injury, maybe ACL. Um, and he's been starting to get ramped up more and more every game. Last year he got, not last year, but last week, he got a lot of snaps. Of He got a lot of percentage of the routes run last week. So they're starting to really ramp him up. He could be the guy to keep an eye on. Maybe a bench stash. But that's really all for the Giants pass catchers. And it's kind of concerning. And they're 1-5. If they lose this game, they're 1-6. Their season's done. I kind of think they will lose. I, I would pick the Commanders in this game. It's going to be a good game. But I'd pick the Commanders. And if they're one and six, and their season's done, they might start trading some pieces. And who knows who might get traded? Saquon already said, "I don't want to be traded," but he might not have an option. I don't know. I don't think they'll trade him. But it's if they're one and six, they gotta do something to look forward to next year. Next game we have is the Falcons and the Buccaneers. This is gonna be a really competitive game for the Falcons. Desmond Ritter has been. Fantasy-wise, been looking really good past couple weeks. He's still thrown a lot of picks. So in real football, he's lost them some games because some awful throws. I still think Taylor Haneke might be coming up soon because they have a chance to win that easy division. And if um, Desmond Ritter is just losing games for them, they can't afford that. So they might go Taylor Haneke somewhat sometime in this season. But for now... Desmond Ritter's moving the ball lately, and Drake London's looked really good. Kyle Pitts has actually been good the past couple of weeks. Jonu Smith is still a thing going on there. But what I'm mainly interested in is their running backs. Bijan Robinson has been kind of slightly disappointing the past couple weeks, mainly because he hasn't gotten in the end zone. Um, when they've gotten close, they've actually thrown for touchdown passes to Kyle Pitts or London. But I'm not worried about Bijan Robinson. He is just the, one of the best running backs in the league talent-wise. And they're going to get him more involved. I think this could be the week where he scores again. He can get you 15 to 20 fantasy points this week. So he is a solid start. I have confidence in him. And then for the Buccaneers, what I'm looking at here is Rashad White. Last week he looked bad. But they had a tough matchup last week. Um, and this week against the Falcons, it's not a bad matchup not a good matchup either it's kind of in the middle so i think he's he could be um a solid rb2 this week i feel confident in starting him this week but he didn't get all the carries last week they started to use their 
third-string running back. I even forgot his name. I'm not sure who it was. It's not um, the rookie that everyone was super excited about, Tucker. He didn't get all the touch. He didn't. I don't think he was even on the field much, but it was their third string that started to get a little bit more run. And that kind of concerns me a little bit, but not enough to fade Rashad White at all. I still feel okay starting him. And the next game, this game is going to be a really good game. We're going to see what both these teams are made of. Next up, we have the Lions at the Ravens. For the Lions, okay, Jameer Gibbs, we need you to actually do what we all thought you were going to do. We drafted you in the second, third round to be a true RB2 with RB1 potential. This is your week. Ravens have a good defense, but the Lions don't really have much else going for them right now. And their coach even said, we probably will have to rely on him more than we want, but we don't have a choice. He's, he's coming off an injury, but we kind of have to have him get a bulk of the load. So and I kind of believe him to an extent. Craig Reynolds is still going to be a thing. But this has got to be the week that Jameer Gibbs gets in the end zone. He gets us 15-plus fantasy points because he is going to be the guy, and they need to target him in the passing game. Last time Montgomery was out and Jameer Gibbs was the RB1 on that team, so to speak, he got a lot of carries. I believe it was like 17-ish carries, but he didn't get many targets. We need to get the targets again. Get him targets out of the backfield. That's his best ability. That's how he's going to get extra yards in space. So I hope they do that. And for the Ravens, where are their pass catchers? Zay Flowers is starting to look really good, but there's been nobody else. Odell has not been Odell. He's been injured. He has been himself. That might have been kind of a miss on their end. Mark Andrews has been fine, but not great. We need to get him more. Where are those pass catchers? They need more than just Zay Flowers and Lamar Jackson just running out of the just running out of the backfield, just scrambling and getting yards because he has nobody to throw to. Those receivers need to get open. Next game up, we have the Steelers at the Rams. This could be another really good game. There's a lot of good games this week, I think. For the Steelers, Deontay Johnson is back. It's going to be interesting to see how that goes. If that's going to help Kenny Pickett, it's got to. So I think he could start to look a little bit better. He's been disappointing this year. But the biggest thing is how is that going to affect George Pickens? He's been getting a huge target share since Deontay Johnson has been missing in action, been injured with, I believe it was a hamstring or something. I'm not sure what it was, but he was um, injured. He was on IR the past four weeks, but now he's back. And how's that going to affect George Pickens? I think it's going to be more of a 1A, 1B type of thing. I think Deontay Johnson will be the 1A. He'll get, you know, the short passing routes, the kind of medium passing routes. He'll get open to get those. He's going to be their um, just target monster with just getting those first down plays. And then George Pickens is going to be their deep shot guy and red zone guy. So I think they both have pretty good RB, RB, but wide receiver two-ish value. So you should still feel confident starting them as wide receiver two or flex plays. The Rams defense has been good this year, much better than expected, but it doesn't necessarily scare you, so to speak. So I believe you can start Deontay Johnson and George Pickens as a wide receiver two or flex. And then for the Rams, Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua are awesome. Nakua had a down week last week, but he dropped a touchdown. That won't happen again. You're definitely starting both of them. 
But the main storyline I'm looking at here is their running backs because Kyron Williams, unfortunately, is going to miss a few weeks. He's dealing with an ankle injury, I believe. Um, and Ronnie Rivers, their backup, he's hurt as well. They signed Daryl Henderson off the streets, and they have um, the rookie, who Zach Evans, who I think, I think he's going to be kind of the best option to play. Daryl Henderson might be their quote-unquote starter because they trust Daryl Henderson. He's been with them for a long time. Sean McAvee really knows how he runs and trusts he will do the right play. But I don't think he's their best running back. I think Evans is, and I think he's going to get a lot more run. Um, not necessarily a lot more run, but um, better runs and better options out of the backfield than any of those guys they have. They have a ton of guys. They even have Royce Freeman back there. But I think Evans has the best potential to get the best fantasy points. So if you have to start one, hopefully you don't. But if you have to, my pick would be Evans, but I'm not super confident in that. The next up, we have the Cardinals and the Seahawks. For the Cardinals, what I'm looking at here is how is their offense going to look? It's been kind of up and down. Josh Dobbs has started out the year really good, but lately he hasn't been great. Marquise Brown's been pretty steady. Um, and Zach Ertz, that's the main thing. He's been kind of playing less and less snaps. He could be a trade um, candidate shipped out for the trade deadline because McBride has actually been playing more snaps. He could be a sneaky add if you're desperate at tight end because Trey McBride was a high pedigree draft pick last year. I believe second round, maybe, maybe third. Um, the best tight end out of the draft, I believe, at least prospect-wise. And he could be their guy going forward. And if he is their main tight end out of this backfield with Kyler Murray eventually coming back, that's another big story. Um, Trey McBride might have some value. So you should feel okay picking him up out of waivers here sometime soon-ish because he is someone that he's going to he's gonna be something, I believe. I believe in um, Trey McBride. Also, with the Raiders, um, Michael Mayer is actually looking really good, getting more snaps. Pick him up off of waivers if you need a tight end there as well. And then for the Seahawks, what I'm looking at here is Jack, Jackson Smith and Jigba. He has been playing more and more lately. If he's available, I would pick him up now because he, they kind of slowly ramped him up. He was coming off um, of the preseason with that hand injury, I believe it was, and he was ready to go week one, but I think they kind of eased him into it, and he's been playing more and more and more snaps. If he's available, if someone dropped him, go pick him up. I think he's going to be a thing in this offense, and this offense is good enough to support three pass catchers. They don't really have a tight end. They really target. It's DK Madcalf, Tyler Lockett, and I think number three is in Jigba, and I think you should pick him up. The next game we have is Packers and Broncos, two teams that have not looked really good this year and are desperately trying to get a win. For the Packers, what I'm looking at here is um, Aaron Jones. He might finally be back. He looks healthy, and I think they've really been missing him. I think that's kind of been the main issue with the Packers is they haven't really had their run game going because A.J. Dillon hasn't been a thing as much as we want. And with Aaron Jones back, I think 
their offense is going to get into a rhythm, look pretty good. Also playing a Broncos defense that for most of the year has not looked good. They looked good last week, but most of the year they've been kind of kind of bad, honestly. So I think Aaron Jones is going to get this offense going, and they're going to put up decent yards and decent points. And for the Broncos, I think this is the last week they have, the last hope. If they lose this game, they're going to start trading players. For fantasy-wise, I'm looking at their um, backfield. How is that going to look? Because with their pass catchers, Jerry, Judy, I, I don't know. You can't trust them. Cortland Sutton's fine. You can start him. Um, the Packers' defense doesn't necessarily scare you too much. Russell Wilson's okay um, to start. If you're cause six teams around a bye, you might have to. I mean, you should feel okay about that. I'm starting him in one league where I need to because of injuries and buys. He's been fine other than last week. But what I'm mainly looking at is what's their running back room going to look like? Javante Williams hasn't looked great. I was kind of fading him this year. I didn't think he was going to play. That's the main reason why I faded him. He, week one, he was getting a bulk load of the touches, but he just hasn't looked like Javante Williams, which makes sense. Coming off that horrible knee injury usually takes players, especially running backs, a full year before they're truly back. So next year, he might be a sneaky draft pick because the way he's playing this year, He's going to fall in drafts, so keep an eye on Javonta Williams next year. But how is Jaleel McLaughlin going to look? He's looked really good. He's probably your best option to start if you have to. And then Samaj P. Ryan, he's kind of kind of been lost within this offense because Javonte is going to get a lot of touches. And McLaughlin's looked really good. So P. Ryan's kind of been the odd man out in that backfield. Next game... Ooh, the next three games are going to be good games. Really, There's a lot of really good games this year, this week. Next game up, we have the Chargers and the Chiefs. And for the Chargers, I don't know. Quentin Johnston might not be a thing. I thought that last week could be the week where he starts kind of getting things going a little bit. Gets more on the field, more targets. But he still didn't really do it. But this week could be a really good week where he has an opportunity to. Because against the Chiefs, they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. They're going to have to move the ball downfield and try to put up points. And the Chiefs have that one really good corner um, that's going to be with Keenan Allen most of the time. But Keenan Allen, he's going to get a ton of targets like he always does. Um, I believe it's McDuffie is the Chiefs corner. That's really good. I could be wrong. Um, but he's going to be with him. He's a really good corner. But Keenan Allen's just too good. In fact, I believe I put Keenan Allen in my um, DFS lineup this week because they don't really, the Chargers don't really have anyone else they truly trust in the pass game other than Eckler. But back to Johnston, is he going to get going finally? I think this is the last week to truly have confidence in, okay, this should be the week he gets going. If he doesn't get going this week, in my opinion, it might be time to fade and look like maybe maybe next year he'll be a thing maybe he just needed a year under his belt to get going in an nfl game because he just has not gotten on the field so i think this is the last game to really look and hope that quentin johnston could be a thing and then for the chiefs they just um traded for Nicole hardman um so how is their wide receiver room gonna look i don't think he's gonna be anything i think it's still kelsey one and then everybody else but Keep an eye on Rasheed Rice. Last week, he when he got catches and targets, he only got like three or four catches and like maybe four or five targets. 
But when he got the ball in his hands, he looked electric. He was running downfield with power and speed. It looked really good. I truly still think he is their best receiver. Kelsey's their best pass catcher, of course, by a mile. But he is their best receiver. So pick him up, stash him on your bench because he might be a thing. I still believe in him. If he's available, you need to pick him up. And then next we have probably the game of the week. Sunday night football, Dolphins and Eagles. This is going to be a fantasy point bonanza here. Now watch it. This is going to be an expected like over 50 point game. Watch it be like 17-13. I hate saying that, but that's just how these things go. It's awful. But we're not going to believe that. We're going to believe there's going to be a lot of points put up, and this is going to look great. For the Dolphins, what I'm looking at here is the running back room. It looks like Jeff Wilson Jr. is starting to get ramped up. I think he might play. Not for sure on that, but I think he might play. I don't think he'll play much out the gate, but eventually he will be a thing. Um, A-Chance, I think, still going to be out for a few more weeks, maybe two more weeks, something like that, or maybe they're going to wait till after the bye. Not for sure. Um, but for this week specifically, it's still going to be Raheem Mostert. He's still going to get most of the carries, a lot of targets out of the backfield, but I'm interested to see how Jeff Wilson Jr. looks. If he's going to play, I think he will, and how he looks. That's what I'm looking at there. And for the Eagles, I'm looking at Devontae Smith. Ugh. I have him in one of my more competitive leagues, and he's been very disappointing. Um, but last week, he dropped that bad drop, which might have caused them to lose, honestly. Um, and I know he feels awful about it, but if he catches that pass, he has a chance to score with his um, elusiveness and speed. So I still feel fine, and I think this could be a week where he really gets going, gets going fast, gets going a lot, gets a lot of targets, a lot of catches. He might even score because the Eagles are going to have to move the ball. They're not going to be able to just run it like they normally do, especially in the second half. This is going to be competitive. So they're going to need Jalen Hurts, drop back, throw the ball 30, 40 times possibly. And with that amount of volume, Devontae Smith is going to get a lot of fantasy points this week. I think the Dolphins are going to really, really try their best to shut down A.J. Brown. They won't do it, of course, but he's going to get the majority of the focus on defense. And I think Devontae Smith might get open. Um, so I think he is a good start this week. It might be a buy low if you need to look at maybe acquiring him because the Devontae Smith manager might be a little bit concerned at this moment. So maybe you can get him for cheap. And then lastly, we have the Monday night football game, 49ers and Vikings. I think this is going to be really competitive because the Vikings need to win or their season's kind of done. And they've been competitive in every tough matchup. So I think they're going to be competitive, especially since it's at Minnesota. But for the 49ers... What I'm looking at here, is Christian McCaffrey going to play? I truly believe they should kind of sit him this game, let him re let him heal, because I think they have a bye week and maybe next week or the week after, but it's very soon. I think they should rest him because he needs to be their guy in the down the stretch playoff time, and I don't think they need to rush him back. But if he plays, of course, you're starting him. But if he doesn't, who is it going to be? Is it going to be Elijah Mitchell? I don't know. He has been their main guy before in the past. 
They do trust him. Um, they do believe that he can be their guy. They like him a lot. But I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be the guy. Because last week, it wasn't Elijah Mitchell. Last week, it was Jordan Mason. So if you have to pick someone up, I would feel more comfortable with Jordan Mason, but I think it'll be more of a 50-50 split between the two. I think Jordan Mason looks like a better player overall, but they trust Elijah Mitchell. So if McCaffrey misses, I think either one of them could be a decent place if you have to start him. If I had to pick, it's like 55-45. I would pick Jordan Mason because he looked really good last week. And then for the Vikings, what I'm looking at here are a couple things. One, their running back room because um, their offensive line has played really good, but Alexander Madison has not looked really good. And is that going to start to fade toward Cam Akers? I think it will. I think Madison will be their main guy. They really like him. They believe in him. But I think Cam Akers is going to start to get more and more touches, kind of take some away from Madison because he's kind of looked better in the limited time he's played. So I think this could be a 50-50 split, and you eventually, maybe not this week, but eventually be closer to a 50-50 split. And if you're a Madison owner, you might want to try to get out if you can because even if he gets the bulk load of the carries going forward, which is possible, he hasn't really done a whole lot with him. And if you can get something usable out of that, out of a trade, I might do that. And then with the receivers, I'm I'm wondering, is Addison going to be able to be the guy while Jefferson's out? Last week, I don't think was truly um, something we need to take into account because it was a weird game. They were leading most of the game, so they didn't need to use him that much. He still scored. But I think he is the main receiver that um, you should be targeting if you need to start someone. K.J. Osborne, I don't really believe in. He's not been that great this year, honestly. It's been Jordan Hassan as the main number two behind Jefferson. So this week, he has to get going. Addison does, and I think he will. I think he might get six, seven targets possibly, maybe even more because the Vikings will have to pass the ball to keep up. Well, all right, that was the week seven slate. Now it's time to get real. And for today's get real segment, I want to talk about prayer. That verse we read at the beginning of this podcast, Romans 12, 12, um, it ends in um, being faithful in prayer. And I want to talk about the importance of prayer. I think we take it for granted that we have the ability to speak with the God of all creation, the God of the universe, anywhere we are. We can just right now, we can just pray and just talk and have a relationship with God, with our Savior, Jesus Christ. Not all religions have that ability. And most religions, they're not really speaking to anyone anyway, but that's another point. But with us as Christians, we have the ability to speak to God anywhere we are. And my, me, myself, I don't want to take that for granted. I want to utilize that as much as I can. I've been, I've been really weak in that aspect of my life, I'll be honest. And um, I've been very convicted that I need to be better. 
So what I've been doing lately, and this is what God has been putting on my heart. Um, Holy Spirit's been telling me this. He, it was last week when I really felt this strong. What I've been doing is I have a journal that I'm going to be carrying with me at work. And um, pretty much anywhere I go where I'm going to be interacting with um, a lot of people, either friends, family, or coworkers, and um, I'm going to be writing down and asking people, is there anything I can pray for you about? It could be anything. And they might not even say anything. I might not even ask. It might just something that I get a sense of. Um, especially at work, if I'm interacting with people, I, wor I work phones a lot, and I'm speaking to people over the phone, um, and I might notice something, hey, I need to pray for this person for this. I'll just write it down and pray for them. Um, but it is important to ask, so I'm doing. I'm going to be trying that a lot as well. But just asking people, what can I pray for you about? Writing it down, and in my spare time, I'll be doing that after I get done with this podcast. Just praying for these people, because we have the ability to take those requests to God, and God hears them. He doesn't always give us the answer we want, because he's not a genie in a bottle that we can just ask, please give me this. It's not like that. It's his will. But he still wants a relationship with us. He still wants us to speak with him. So for example, Philippians 4, 6, it says this, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. In everything by prayer, not in just some things, but in everything by prayer and supplication, be thankful with thanksgiving. Let our requests be known to God. So it could be anything. It could be God, um, can I please, something as simple as find what I need at the grocery store, or maybe it's something important, really important, like God, please, I'm struggling financially. I don't know what to do. Can I get help? We have the ability to access God of the universe at any time. There are some religions, for example, Buddhism. They, um, from what I hear, I, I don't know this exactly, but from what I've heard, they're only to access speaking to their very little G God, to who they believe is their God. They only have access to him. There's one area that they have to travel to. It's very expensive for them. They have to walk up tons and tons of steps, hundreds of steps, to get to this mountain. That's the only area they have access to their quote-unquote God. We have access to him anywhere. He came down to be with us. That's how much he loves us. So I, I just want to say, don't take that for granted. If you have the ability and the time, not even if you have the ability or time, just spend some time praying to God because he wants to hear from you. Even if it's not giving every request you have, he wants to hear from you. So that's really all I had to say here. And speaking of prayer, on our website at fantasyfootballcu.com, you can um, jump into the community forums and just put your prayer request in there. I would love to pray for you. could be anything. Um, and also while you're there, if you're looking at fantasy football help, we have lots of courses that you can um, look into goes over every aspect of fantasy football. We have our membership side where I'd be happy to answer any questions either on live webinars or just chatting on our community page. Ask any question you want. Thank you guys so much for joining in. Uh, I can't wait to speak to you guys next week with a week eight slate. Until then, look into that um, form side where 
ask any question or I'm happy to pray for you. Thank you again for joining in. God bless you all.